there, and welcome to the Declassified Chico's Podcast. <laughs> well, that works too. Don't use that. No. I was going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Oh, he's dead, so that wouldn't be funny. I was going to do this. I'm Casey Kasem. Or some shit. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news <laughs> in gaming. Sometimes also the oldest news in gaming. Yep. Uh, since sometimes we brush over something. Depends uh, on which one of us is reminiscing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, he's he's Josiah. Oh yeah, I'm Josiah. <laughs> and I'm Hillhouse. And only maybe one of us is intoxicated. I don't think I am. No, not me either. I'm drinking Dr. Pepper today. There you go. Just like the doctor said. Um, and I will continue <laughs> to drink it if you send me more Dr. Pepper. Dr. What are, Pepper. What are the hours you're supposed to drink Dr. Pepper at? Is it 6, uh, 10, and 12, 2, and 4. 12, 2, and 4. That's a lot of sugar. Yeah, but you put peanuts in there and, you know. You know, I've never actually tried that. But I have no I hear idea what it. that means. Um, some people do it with Coke, I know. What's that, and peanuts they, in a bottle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never tried it. Yeah. I guess my problem is I never have peanuts and soda in the house at the same time. That's true. That is true. So, And if you see uh, something anyway. in a dish somewhere, you don't know. You don't know. I, some old guy could have had peanut been. M&Ms and sucked all the chocolate off of them. You don't know. I've heard that joke. <laughs> <laughs> My mother He's used like, to do that. My mother used to do that. And then put them in a bowl. Oh, yeah. And she told us that we could have them if we wanted them. Who who in their right friggin' mind is going to eat those peanuts? Who? I mean, they're, my mother was a saint. Don't get me wrong. They're pre-lubricated. My mother was a saint. <laughs> yeah, they're pre. <laughs> yes, they're, they're. They go down really. <laughs> easy. <laughs> yes. They're pre, uh, they're, they're pre, uh, whatever. Yeah. Salivated. <laughs> okay. So. so to start off, uh, the recap of the news this week, um, Nintendo direct was about three days ago. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. there was a whole bunch of rumors out before leaks. Um, I'm just going to touch on yes. some of the bigger things that were announced. Um, for starters, we talked about last week that, uh, <laughs> I think it was power a, uh, released an overwatch case for the switch early and they took it down. Yeah. So they yeah, actually yeah, yeah. officially announced that overwatch was going to come to the switch on October 15th. Yep. Yep. Um, there were some cool things. If you go see the ad for it, uh, it's really cool because if you're used to the intro to the, uh, game, uh-huh. you will realize that the game intro is dated because it's only the base heroes. None exactly. of the expansion ones are in it. No, none so of them So when you are. see this ad with like Ash and Arissa and stuff, you're like, oh man, that's really cool because these are characters that you've come to love, but the intro to the game was like not aware of them because it never has updated. Yeah, they need to update um, that for sure. I think that would be cool. Uh, a cool thing once this comes out, just do a massive update across all the platforms. Just and to up, add those heroes. Just to add the intro. Yeah, just do a whole new intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be cool, man. It'd be like reinventing the game in a way. Yeah, it's, it would be such a long intro now that they would have to probably have how much time each character has, like make them a second shorter. Yeah. But... um. Yeah. The the cool thing about the ad, if you go look up the ad for the Switch, is it's going to have 
gyro controls. So it's going to utilize the Joy-Cons on the Switch to allow you to move the Switch around and it will like steer certain objects. The one that it shows is that Junkrat's rip tire will actually turn left and right with the Joy-Cons. It's really (laughs) weird. It's kind of cool in a way. It's cool, but it seems also not competitively practical. But that's what's so funny. Um, Everything about Overwatch has always been so competitive. Like they have a professional league now. Yeah. Um, People will hate on console players that play on PC because they act like it's not as competitive. So it's for noobs and stuff. So people are competitive about what type of uh, platform you even play Overwatch on. Oh, yeah. I get a lot of crap when I play on PC because they know that I play on Xbox also. And (laughs) I'm at a much much higher rating in uh, comp on console than I am on PC because there's just a huge learning curve between the the controller and the mouse and keyboard, if you ask me. Right. So, yeah, Um, I do get get that kind of shit, though, from people. (laughs) The funny part is the Switch is so this version has to be so anti-competitive to even think about using motion controls in the game is so anti-competitive and there's so many things that we don't know about it. Um, We don't know if it's going to support internal game chat or if it's going to be part of the uh, switch app or something. So we don't know how game chats even going to work. That's a big question. Yeah. It's going to be one of the two that we talked about last week though. I mean, that's, that's for sure. There, yeah, that whole thing with using an app to make it happen is uh, that's they got to be rethinking that <laughs> beyond stupid. Yeah, they got to uh, be rethinking we were- it. It's just it's just too many things going at one time. There's got to be a way to be able to use it through the the switch itself. I mean, well, they do have a way to do that, but they just need to make it more accessible without the app. Right. Using an app to do chat on certain games on your phone or a tablet or something, people can make excuses about well, everyone has a phone or everyone has a way to do this. Or if you have your headphones, you might as well just plug it into your phone. You can defend it all you want. But the fact that it's not internally built inside the console is like having your kid walk up to the TV back in the bunny ear days and hold the antenna in the right position. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's just another thing where it's like, why, why do we have to do this? You know? And... um so, so what's funny is it's we don't know about the chat, um, and it's going to have motion control, so automatically it's not going to be that competitive. But they also released the specs on it, and uh-huh. what's disappointing it is it's going to be in 30 frames per second. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can excuse if it was a Switch limitation, but it's not excusable when Paladins has already been on the Switch over a year and has been running on 60 frames per second. Yeah. The fact that Blizzard is releasing something that's less accurate <laughs> than high res is ridiculous. I don't know if they're going to maybe change their minds about this, but as of right now, um, you will see that. Like... If you're used to playing Overwatch at 60 frames, if you're playing it at 30, it's going to feel just like it's dragging, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, though, too. I think the community is there's going to be an outcry for that. and They'll change it before it comes out. Because like you said, there's no reason. It's already written into the code. They know how to make it happen. 
Um, and it's obvious that the switch can handle it. So it's retard. Well, it's, it's stupid to come out with <laughs> yeah. it at 30 frames per second. Yeah, definitely. Um, Frickin' PC world, man. <laughs> the funny part is I thought when it was going to be released to the switch that we might actually get cross play between the consoles, not yes. with PC. Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. maybe they would allow PlayStation, Xbox and switch to do cross play. Cause that would make sense. Yes. However, with this 30 frames per second, now it absolutely makes no sense to do that, but because you're going to be at such a disadvantage on the switch. But I, I see, but I see your point and see, that's another argument is to say is yes, they're going to come out with the 60 because the reason why is just because of that whole cross play thing and not bringing in PC. I don't think you should bring PC into the fray of crossplay with Overwatch. I think it would be a good console war to have out there. You know, Xbox right. against uh, PlayStation or Switch, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, leave the PC out of it. Let them live in their own freaking universe. And uh, yeah, it's one of those things that allows a game to grow in its fan base. Yes. If you can actually play it with your friends. Yes. So amongst consoles it probably should go cross i would love because there's several people i know that play playstation that play uh overwatch that i would love the opportunity to play with them right <laughs> i mean personally i think those joysticks are really stiff but yeah yes um, they are <laughs> i can't even play it on the playstation it's crazy um it's just with 30 frames per second it almost um <laughs> uh, it almost cements the switch version to be the last to go cross. If they did go cross, yeah. it almost makes it even more excluded from the pack. And that's yeah. what's so funny is I don't know. Like then the question is, who is this for? And there's a lot of people that are really excited about it. There's a lot of people that the switch is their only console and they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't. I saw a bunch of tweets of people saying things like, uh, oh my gosh, I can't make fun of people that play Overwatch anymore or stuff. Like <laughs> they'll have to like totally get in, yep. you know, just in, sucked into the game, you know. Um, but I, I don't know. There's people that are really excited about it. I guess it'd be really cool if you've never played it before or if you didn't have a way to play it before. The portability is cool, but yes. at 30 frames per second, I'm not sure how cool that is. Like, yeah, it's not worth it. It's, it's like, not worth the coolness factor. If it's going to be that slow, right? Being able to play Fortnite on the switch is cool. But if you've ever done that and then compared it to PC or Xbox or PlayStation, yeah. Fortnite on the switch is so ridiculously awful. Oh yeah. Um, it, I played it on the switch. It was horrible, dude. It, I mean, it was just, it's I, so stiff. I suck at <laughs> Fortnite as it is, but at least I get some kills. You know what I'm saying? On, right. on the switch. No, that was, I couldn't even hardly see where I was. Dude, it was so hard to control it. It really was like I had five thumbs on each hand. It was that bad. Yeah, I played it. I also played it on a phone once and Fortnite is ridiculously bad on a cell really? phone. See, and I've seen people just kill, just crush on a phone, dude. There's well, people who have, stream on a device. <laughs> yeah. They probably have devices that are way more capable than my phone. Oh, I but, um, <laughs> like yeah. there are actually gaming phones now. So, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to bring that up as a story here next week. There's one Shoot. from Razor I'm looking at. Yeah, you're trying to get that 
free razor phone, right? Uh, not free. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. Um, but yeah, that was the first main thing. They kind of opened up the Nintendo Direct with the Overwatch news because it it already leaked. So yeah, everyone was like, okay, let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, next yeah, yeah. thing was we already knew that Banjo Kazooie was going to get added to Smash Bros. Um, back at E3, they announced that it was going to be later on this year, but the day of the direct, he was added to Smash Brothers, and uh, there was a funny little uh, jab kind of at um, Microsoft for not using Banjo as an IP. Um, during the Nintendo Direct, they were saying things like, we're so excited to add Banjo-Kazooie to uh, the Smash Brothers family, and then they they said, also, you can play the original Banjo-Kazooie games on your Xbox One. And then I got a big laugh from the crowd. And they're like, no, we're serious. Go play it on your Xbox One. And the thing is, it's just so funny because it's like, they're talking about games that are 20 years old. Yeah. That Microsoft has done nothing with the IPs. And it was kind of, it's it's shade, but it was honest shade. It was like, Hey, people like this character, and yeah. if they want to play it, it's it's on the Xbox, so you can go play it on the Xbox. But it was one of those things where they're just kind of daring Microsoft to do anything with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was really funny hearing the the audience laugh about it because they're just like, yeah, yeah, I guess we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> because like, what would make sense is if it got ported to the Switch, the Banjo games. Um, may, maybe even a remaster or something could be on the switch, but, um, it's just so funny that it's got so much hype about the character being added, but then there's just no talk about a new banjo game, you know? But anyway, uh, next thing at the Nintendo direct, um, this is really big news if you were into this game. So if you know anything about doom 64, um, you'll know that you've never been able to play it anywhere legally besides the Nintendo 64. It has not been re-released on any platform. It's yeah. been stuck in like uh, legal bindings because of how Bethesda basically cut off contracts and stuff. Uh-huh. So it has not been publicly available except on like emulators and stuff for, I guess like 20 years, if not more, uh, maybe 25 years by now. <laughs> And um, it's on November 22nd, it's coming to the Switch, um, fully legally available. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you know about the history of Doom 64, it's really big news. But I mean, if you don't care about Doom, it's like, whatever. (laughs) I've never. Yeah, I I played a little bit of Doom back in the day, you know, Doom 64. And uh, it just, you know, the movie I kind of dug. But other than that, It's like, it's like, yeah, I guarantee you there's no one in the world that's like, Doom was a pretty good movie, but I didn't like that game that, that they came out with. <laughs> well, you after just it. met one, buddy. <laughs> it's like, man, I really don't like that game that was a tie into that movie. The, the Rock wasn't even in it. I don't understand. But, um, well, of course, duh, I'm not that stupid, man. I know they, um, game came out first low key though the movie doom has that first person scene that is like ridiculously well done and a lot of people oh, yeah. wish that the whole movie yeah. was that. towards the end when he shoots himself yeah. up with the stuff uh when and the uh, guns Dr. just McCoy, moving around yeah 
I yeah, call him Doctor McCoy because the whole movie. I can but... only remember the guy from Star Trek. I can't remember him from anything else. But now that I see him in everything, I'm like, holy shit, that's the guy from uh, Star Trek. You know, I'm like, <laughs> damn, I didn't know he was in I this movie. I haven't seen it in forever. I don't even remember who's in it besides The Rock. Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, Doom sixty four. <laughs> the thing about Doom, though, um, I think we're desensitized. People who love Doom really love Doom. But the thing is, it kind of is desensitized to me, at least, because the gaming culture and all the games that were out around those, basically throughout the whole 90s, there were so many Doom clones. There were so many games that were basically the same code with just copy and paste new images on. Basically, you're right. um, You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it got old. And it's like, once you've seen one, you've seen them all. And it was like... It's like Doom 2 is really fun, but like besides that, like that's all I need. You know, yeah, I never yeah. played Doom 64. I saw some of the images from the <laughs> Nintendo Direct and it looked really good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For back in I mean it was like uh, one of the um one of the uh you know games that was uh said was sorry, my cat hit my mic. Where the games <laughs> I heard you laughing and I was like what are you laughing at? Oh dude, she's all up in my face. Um, but back then it was, you know, one of the games that was said it was ahead of its time, you know? Now, what's funny about Doom 64 is from the images and the video that I've seen of it, it looks like it's still true to the old Doom style, but with cutting edge 64 graphics, yes. not like cutting edge by today, but like it looks really good compared to Doom 2 and Doom 1. Yeah. Um, so before doom changed its whole style and became a first person shooter where it looks like everything else on the market. Um, this game still looks like it plays like doom one and two. And I guess three for that matter. I've never played three. Um, and, um, it just has like the best graphics that you could get of that quadrilogy or whatever the word for that is. What's after trilogy. Oh man. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's a quadrilogy and someone can correct me saga that's just a cop out (laughs) um the uh yeah that saga the 90s doom saga um it's like it seems like it's the pinnacle of the graphics of that time so i got you it looks it looks really good um if it's under 20 bucks i'll pick it up but if it's like 30 (laughs) yeah i'm gonna wait anthology um there's a word for it there's a word for what you call four of some quatrain i don't fucking know man a quatrain no, that's something that's, from, uh, you know, what's his name uh, that can see in the future? Uh, Nostradamus. Oh he wrote in quatrains. <laughs> okay, so when you, <laughs> if you go watch the Nintendo Direct, <laughs> you'll see a bunch of games that they they flashed up that were coming to the Switch um, that are basically re-releases, things that were not new. They were just finally coming to the Switch. And this one made me really laugh because I just talked about this last week. Apparently, Call of Cthulhu, which I was hating on last week and saying that there's like one person in the world that must love this game. Apparently, it's actually a thing. And it already had a sequel last year. So last October, another Call of Cthulhu game came out and it's getting re-released on the Switch this October. And this is crazy. This is news that dropped a week after I randomly dropped this name, Call of Cthulhu, which I had (laughs) never even heard of before. Yeah. (laughs) 
So like the only reason I even wrote in the show's notes today was that uh, the fact that I'd never even heard of it. And then it's like, oh, and Call of Cthulhu's you know, coming. And I was that's like, that's right. Because we, the fuck is- <laughs> you would ask me about it and I saw the cover of it on something, man. I can't remember where it was, but yeah, yeah I've seen sick. it on Xbox, um, but I never even noticed it. That's what's so funny. But the original was what I was hating on the one from like, Oh, four or something. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, apparently they are, <laughs> they already made a reboot and uh, it's been a thing for over a year. So there you go. The newest news in gaming. Huh? Um, last thing that we can talk about, about the Nintendo direct. There is a lot of other stuff that was announced. Um, let me just say this. They talked more about Pokemon, more about Luigi's mansion and more about, uh, uh, animal crossing. But uh-huh. like, I mean, we've heard so much about them. We were just ready for them to come out. Nothing like, nothing like mind blowing has been added. They, they did mention that Luigi's mansion would have an eight player mode though, which is pretty cool. Uh, four players against four players in the uh, kind of arcade mode of the game. So that's pretty cool. Um, not many games support eight players on the Switch, and that's going to be really fun for Luigi's Mansion to also have that, you know. Um, but the last thing we can talk about is the whole hula hoop Nintendo exercise thing that yeah. I don't even know. We don't know what it's called. The rubber ring. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a rubber <laughs> ring. And the thing is, it looks, it looks like it comes with a set of stuff because there's also oh, yeah. a there's also like a strap one that you put around your that is for your one leg like a garter. That's for one of the um that's for one of the uh uh the Joy Cons. Um one right. one is held by the rubber ring and the other one is strapped onto your thigh. And uh, they think that the one that's on your thigh, from what I've been looking at, they think that's for movement tracking. Okay. Well, then they both have the thing is the the Joy Cons have so much like crazy technology in them that oh yeah they can do tons of stuff that we don't even know about oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I don't really I don't know I I feel like the fitness thing of the Switch that's the thing is Nintendo takes risks and we can't yes. hate on them for taking risks because not many big names take risks these yeah. days. Um, Fallout 76. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's, it's hard for me to believe that the switch has that audience because the, Wii did, we had the whole, we fit thing, but that's because the, Wii was able to sell to adults. I'm not (coughs) sure the switch has become that much of a family system as the, Wii was. Well, actually that's something that I looked into because I still is though. But I heard, you know, I, I kind of felt that argument, though. You know what I'm saying? When I when I first heard about this th- this thing that they're doing, I'm like, okay, it's a new Wii Fit, blah, blah, blah. But then I, I watched the trailer, and then I did a little bit of digging around, looking at some of the uh, stuff that has been released on it, which is just tidbits. It's not a lot. But the gist of what I'm getting is when the Wii Fit came out, um, it was – uh, uh, marketed to more to adults and families. And that is true, but it sucked in that audience and they did make a lot of money off of it at first, you know, it didn't, but it wasn't able to maintain itself. You know, it wasn't able to, uh, keep itself relevant in the whole video game thing, but right. And and I'm I'm not saying that this new thing will do it either. Right. But I think the only reason the Wii fit 
worked at all uh-huh. is because the Wii was number one, like one of the best selling consoles of all time. Yes. And number two, it was one of the most accessible to adults console of all time too. Uh, maybe the most. Um, but I have noticed a lot. I have noticed a lot of parents and adults though in families that, you know, in my family, cause we have a large one that um, they are more apt to grab the switch and play with their kids real quick than messing with the whole console thing. Um, Cause all, you know, when it's, especially when it's like hooked up to the TV or they're just sitting on the couch together, I've seen people that don't play video games actually grab the switch and start playing video games. And then they pass it around and they're like, Oh, this is kind of funny, but it's some dorky game that they were playing. But it was it got the whole family involved. So I think this has that potential. This has that opportunity. But, you know, once again, you know, is it is it maintainable? You know, is it something that they're going to be able to uh, keep everybody very interested in? Um, Because it does. You know, you're right. It looks like a rubber hula hoop. It it looks like it almost looks like it's one of those. those uh, tempered steel that's covered with that plastic freaking <laughs> rubber stuff. You know what I mean? It, it really seems like it's well-made. It Because se- when I was watching the video, they some of these people were beating the hell out of that thing. Because uh, yeah. there's some stuff you do on the on the ground, you bounce up and down on it. So it looks like it can take a lot of, of uh, wear and tear, which may the- be just another great marketing thing because they're going to have to sell a new one again, you know, in uh, six months because you're going to wear way- it out. The way the clip represented the product and the way that the actors yeah. were so intense. If you didn't know better, like at first, if I didn't know it was already a real thing, I would have thought it was a parody yes. of a Nintendo yeah. peripheral. Like the way it's presented is so ridiculous. It just well, looks like it's looked like you just grabbed some random shit. Yeah, taped I did. a Joy-Con on it and it was like, oh yeah, having so much fun. It did kind of like, look like that. <laughs> It looked like they were like, oh, okay, whatever. This is dorky. This isn't going to work. But then I noticed a couple people's faces and they were like, okay, shit, I'm tired. You know? <laughs> you know what's <laughs> funny is what if what if that's what Nintendo's doing? What if they literally have not put any work into this product and they, they just put it up as a joke to see what people would react to? I don't know. And man. if people liked it, maybe they would further research it. That looks but like a then they hated ex- on it, they'd be like, yeah, it was totally a joke. Looks like a pretty expensive looking joke. <laughs> I mean, Nintendo's done more expensive risks is what I'm saying. It'd That's be true. If they That's did that. true. Have you seen that they also patented a hinged Joy-Con? No. So um, I didn't put this in the notes because I didn't think it was that important because it doesn't look like something they'll actually follow through with because it's, mm-hmm. so re- it's so weird. Um, there's a new Joy-Con patent that came out where the Joy-Con actually hinges kind of makes them bend so that it feels more like another controller. And what's funny is the railing is a different length. So when you slide it onto the side, the bottoms can bend down, but the top will still be attached. It's really weird looking. Um, And some of the patent pictures don't look like it's even fully thought out because sometimes the Joy-Con looks like it's literally bending, not jointed. So (laughs) I don't know. They have a lot of ideas and they do a lot of um, experimentation. Um, Another proof of that is they had that statement about a month ago. We mentioned it on the podcast where um, they came out and said that they wanted to reinvent the controller again. 
and be as revolutionary as they were with the original uh, D-pad and the joystick. And they wanted to start another revolution of basically controllers, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And if they're going to do that, maybe that's what they're doing with the hula hoop. Maybe that's what they're doing with the the hinges. I don't know. Could be. It could very Um, well be, yeah. So maybe they just have an abundance of ideas. That's what that's the other thing. They may just be putting so much resources into a new controller that that's why they released that hula hoop thing to just see what reaction would happen. You know, it could be you. You could be right on that. You could be right on that. But I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are getting back into it. It's um I don't they're know. They're in a really good place right now. So if they yeah. want to. And there has been a little bit of buzz out there about people wanting something that's more active. Right. You know, let's, let's just keep in mind. I, I don't want to talk about Nintendo for forever, but let's keep in mind why the Nintendo Wii, why the Wii U failed. And the Wii U failed because it was too much like the Wii. Yeah. Not enough people knew what was the main difference besides the tablet. And it was impossible to market because of that. It wasn't different enough. If you put every other console by Nintendo back up against each other, they're so different. Um, So uh, obviously different too with their appearance that the Wii and the Wii U were so like the same thing. Proven by the fact that they just attached a U at the end of the name. Like they didn't even come up with a new name for it. So everything about the Wii U was unconventional to how Nintendo normally goes through business cycles, but you can't blame them because the Wii was the most successful game console of all time. Why would you want to mess with that? So obviously they wanted to keep the word, the name Wii because the Wii was so popular. But the thing is the Wii U proved that the name had nothing to do with what would be a successful console for the Wii U to stack up against the Xbox one and the PlayStation four. It had nothing that felt new, nothing that felt bright nothing that felt extraordinary as far as nintendo standards go it just felt like the oh why do i have to upgrade my wii to a wii u and keep in mind around the time the wii u came out the wii was still such a high selling console that they were still releasing a lot of the games on the wii because they knew so many people still had them in their houses so Hmm. you didn't even really need to upgrade (laughs) yeah and um so, so we got to think back about why they failed and realize that since they're in such a good place this year, they're having one of the best years they've had in a long time. Um, they're using that extra revenue to actually stay cutting edge, to stay weird. It's the whole keep Austin weird thing kind of mentality. Yeah. yeah. Keep Nintendo <laughs> the outsiders type thing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Nintendo yeah. doesn't ever play it safe. And that can be commended for that. I mean, you could question almost everything they do, but the one time they did play it safe, it just blew up in their face. So, I mean, they are seeing that as they need to keep pushing forward with progress. And And this product would not be safe. It would not be a safe way to go. So, right. So, I mean, I'm not going to talk about Nintendo for forever, but I did want to point out that Every time Nintendo does something stupid or looks stupid, it's because they don't want to ever play it safe again, probably. And we can't hate on that. Because I no, you can't. Playing it safe was so boring. Dude, <laughs> who yeah. wanted a tablet with their Wii? You know? L- look at other companies that have, uh, you know, 
thought outside the box and not played it safe. You know, and look where they went. I mean, one of them is Apple. You look at some of the crazy shit they came out with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Apple Pippin was revolutionary. <laughs> but no, just look. But you think about where they took us, though. You know, as yeah, far I as mean, phones and, and PCs and look at some of the thinnest laptops in the world. But, you know, uh, and it's the same thing. You know, if you're if you're a company like this, you have to you have to think outside the box. You have to make these moves. Otherwise, nothing new is going to come out, man. If you you have to you have to stay innovative. Right. I heard someone say recently that Apple was even though Apple wasn't like the first to think of a bunch of stuff that they are the best at marketing something yes. that seems foreign or yes. strange to be completely normal and acceptable. Like they, they make weren't you the first to make a it. smartphone. Yeah. They weren't the first with the smartphone, but the iPhone like made oh, people yeah. switch to iPhones. To, Everybody to had a smartphone. You know? Everybody had a smartphone, but theirs was a true smartphone. Right. That's what they that's what they said. No, ours they may be a smartphone, but ours is the smartest phone. So, you know, they that's what they did. They just made you think that you needed it. They didn't make you want it. They made you think that you needed it. I mean, and that's just brilliant. So I still can't believe that the watch isn't called the iWatch, but that's for another day. <laughs> Can I get my iWatch? <laughs> um what you got? I have a few uh, more stories that I'm going to say later, but what you got? I got a couple things I can talk about. Um, you know, a lot of people are excited about this, but uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, just like uh, GTA 5, you know, all that. Um, you know, all that, all those games by Rockstar, you know, they come out on um, console and everything, and everybody's always wondering when, <laughs> that, when, when, that when it's going to hit PC. company called Rockstar. Yeah, that little, that little... Uh, no-name company that keeps putting these <laughs> games out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so now um, people have been speculating about Red Dead Redemption 2 coming to PC. Actually, I I thought about that, and um, I really didn't even get into uh, GTA V until it came to PC, believe it or not. Um, I don't play it that much, but this is something that I could possibly get into. Yeah. I don't know. I'll think yeah. about it down the road. But uh, there's a company. I bet it's going to look really good on PC. Oh, dude. Yeah. Red um, Dead 2. Yeah, yeah, but there's a company out there called. Looks really uh, good on the One X. Oh yeah, it looks beautiful on the One X. Um, there's a company out there that put a post in the GTA forums uh, called Videotech UK. They've been um, making a lot of posts and speculation about this, but apparently they're also digging into the files, the game files from Rockstar, and uh, they're already finding stuff that has to do with PCs, um, uh, uh, DirectX 12 support for the game, a DirectX 11, an ultra detail setting, which would only come if you have, uh, you know, a PC. And um, that was stuff earlier yeah. that was uh, uh, figured out through the app. They have a companion app, just like Blizzard does, just like most of these other games do nowadays that you can put on your phone. Um, however... But there's also new stuff coming out as far as graphic settings as grass quality, shadows, uh, anti-aliasing, monitor refresh rate. Okay, that's all PC stuff. And um, <laughs> now also there's a source in the social club that's talking about accomplishments for the PC for Red Dead Redemption 2. So, yeah, all the all the signs are there. It's all pointing in that way. And they say there's a huge summer update coming on uh, September 10th, which is in two days. 
So, uh, which is going to include announce it. Yeah. It's going to include new, uh, careers that you can do on uh, red dead redemption Two, including bounty hunter, which, nice. uh, that actually kind of dr- is drawing me back in knowing that you can pursue a career and do some stuff like this. Cause I think I would like to be a bounty hunter, man, going after some of the other players, some of the other people out there. I think it'd be a lot of fun, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a possible PC port in the uh, making and um, they're hoping that uh, this is going to be announced. If not by the 10th in two days, then within the next month, but a lot of speculation and people are thinking that it's going to happen. Yeah. Before the end of the year. So, yeah, yeah I that, could probably, I could probably get a lot of hits if I put the hashtag quality grass quality in the, Oh, you probably could <laughs> the description. You probably could to grass quality, you know, but <laughs> go you ahead. Probably could. But um, the thing is, I, th- I thought it was going to come out sooner. I'm sorry to keep talking about it. I thought it was going to come out in like the spring. I thought they were just offsetting it enough so that it could get its console sales before going to the PC. But, but they kind of did the same thing. Year. They did the same thing with GTA five though. If you remember, yeah. they took forever to come out with it on PC and it, it did piss a lot of people off, but they also know that there's a lot of money in that right now. And I think though that they learned that, um, they made a lot of money when it came to PC. Uh, you have a lot of GTA five loyal GTA five players. Uh, every time I've gone into the game, there's always been people running around the world, uh, doing stuff, getting invited to different things. So they did make a lot of money when that happened. Uh, so I think they've learned their lesson on that and, uh, putting red dead redemption two on PC would be a very smart move on their part. I mean, they're going to, they're going to make a ton off of it and they're going to get a huge community that, that joins the game based on that. Cause you know, most people that play on PC, they aren't going to just go buy a console just to play one game. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. There are some that do, obviously, and I wish I had that kind of money, but they, you know, for the most part, no, they don't. But uh, yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a good thing for them. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm actually thinking about buying the game again because I did not enjoy it on Xbox. I felt like I had no control. Um, there was just too much going on, but it does look like something that I might enjoy on PC. And like you said too, you know, the graphics quality has just got to be amazing. You know? Yeah. I've been thinking about getting back into it. Um, the main reason I didn't play much of red dead two was because of the, um, I don't play games that have that many hundreds of hours of gameplay. It just feels too daunting yeah yeah you know it does a little bit the multiplayer mode was just not any fun in my opinion i like the story mode i like the single player mode i like what you did i like the world i like the campaign yeah i like all that i do wish it was in the snow more because the snow was really cool at the beginning oh yeah um once you're out of the snow i'm just it's not as entertain entertaining as an environment but um, the snow looked really good at the beginning. That was a really fun environment. I might pick it up again and uh, give it a try. Uh, you know, I might just wait and see what this whole PC thing's about and see, you know, if it does come out on PC, because then I'll just go ahead and buy it there. But I might try it again just to see what this career mm-hmm. thing is like. You know, become cool. a bounty hunter and actually, you know, do that because you you kind of do the career thing when you're in GTA 5 so it just makes perfect sense that in this type of world there would be that kind of so I wonder if you have like a trapper hunter a trader 
maybe a bounty hunter, you know, criminal gang member, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think uh, there's probably would be a, I don't know, there'd probably be like a sheriff or oh a, yeah, or a marshal, something like that, marshal, something like yeah. that. But bounty hunter seems to make sense because that makes sense to the whole you not really having a home type thing, just living out in the wilderness. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You know, that might be fun though. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what happens based on that, based on the new information that comes out, you know, it'll depend on what they say as to whether or not I actually buy the game or not. Sounds good. I see you have something on Uplay and I remember Uplay as it was like a thing where you could get points from different Ubisoft games you have, but it, is it yeah. something else now? Well, now it's uh, it's just like these other companies are doing, like uh, what Microsoft just did with the Xbox. And so it's the, like Game, uh, game Pass? Pass Plus. Yeah, it's basically it's a Game Pass okay. kind of a system. And um, my understanding is yeah, that you, you pay a certain amount and uh, for each month and you get to play all these different games. Yeah, so it's like the the EA access it's like EA yeah. has EA access and this is just a Ubisoft's version. I was looking at some of these games and it's, <laughs> it looks like they are going the route of game pass uh-huh. because EA access doesn't put in new games. Usually EA access gives you discount on new ones yeah, and then puts up old ones. This one actually is claiming that when the new ghost recon comes out, yep. when the new watchdogs comes out yep. that they'll be on here. So, yeah. And uh, that's crazy. Yeah. And there's there's uh, over 400 games for PC alone. So what's happening with all of this is that what I think is a good thing out of it is that, yeah, you have your PlayStation people, you have your Xbox, you have your Wii, etc. You know, um, Mm -hmm. that that play these games all the time. And uh, a lot of people weren't able to actually get some of these games on PC. I know that there were some that were for Xbox that I couldn't play. And there were some that were, which, you know, seems kind of silly sometimes, but they were Xbox exclusives, even though they were Microsoft and I was using Microsoft stuff on my PC Yeah, and even PlayStation. But I think with all of this stuff happening and with the Sony getting into it, um, Microsoft, Ubisoft, EA, all these guys that every, what's cool is that every single platform is going to be able to play all these games finally you know what i mean unless of course it's a 100 percent exclusive yeah yeah oh it's got the south park games on it yeah the fractured cool. butthole i actually wanted to buy that one there's some good stuff on here they've got all of the splinter cells oh yeah tons of assassin's creed rainbow six division uh the prince of persia games are on here yes yes Dang. There is a ton of games. And like I said, there's also f- family-friendly games on here. You there's know, if you like snowboarding, too. Uh, if you like racing, if you like playing Uno, um, you know, Rayman Legends, that's a great freaking game, dude. That's a lot of fun. Uh, every all the, Far Cry is on Every here, Far Cry, yep. Silent Hunter, that one's on here. That one's actually kind of fun, too. The Division, The Crew. So yeah. what does it cost per month? That's what I'm really interested that's, in. That's what I was trying to look for, and it wasn't giving me any um, <laughs> I real... I think it's because it's only free right now. Yeah, free you trial. get a free month. Oh, you get yeah, a free trial, and then it's $14.99 a month. Yes. 
Okay, that's too expensive. That's really expensive. But look, you're paying you're paying that much for the Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, but Game Pass Ultimate also is gold, so it also gives you the ability to play online at all. I think it's a bit steep. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess. But it does come with. I mean, it does come with new games. So I'm comparing it yeah. to EA Access. I'm not comparing it to. Um, Game Pass. The thing is, it's very good looking compared to Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, compared to EA compared Access. Compared to EA Access, but to, yes. But to Game Pass, it's kind of equal with how many new games there are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that's cool. a bit steep for but me. You I'm also, probably not going to do it. You also get early access and beta programs when it's applicable. Which is you cool. have to be a fan of a couple of these franchises, like a big fan, but and you, then it's an easy sell. But see, you don't get just the new releases. You also get all the premium editions with the downloaded content expansions and automatic updates. You get all all the early releases and the beta programs that are applicable. So if they let you into a beta program, if that comes out for Ubisoft, then you get yeah. to play that beta. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. And plus you get all the extra crap, all the premium editions of the games. So if you're playing like, uh, you know, if you're playing freaking Ghost Recon, the new one, and they have a premium edition that comes with all these different, you know, breakpoint, and it comes with all these different skins and whatnot, you get all that stuff. Yeah, the thing is, I would have to be a bigger fan of some of the bigger franchises in it because a lot of them fall under that, immense amount of hours of gameplay oh, yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. always scares me away and um yeah like rainbow six man that's a ton of gameplay there <laughs> yeah um all the far cries are in there and i really like far cry three and four i've played those yeah um you'd have to the thing is if you're a big <laughs> fan of either like two of these franchises it's worth it because essentially you'll pay over a year the price of about two games full price. So if you plan on buying the Assassin's Creed that comes out, whatever year it is, because there's one every freaking year. Yeah. And if you plan on buying the Far Cry that comes out, which there's also one every freaking year, um, then it's an easy sell because it also comes with all of the Tom Clancy games and all of the, you know, whatever yeah. other franchises you may not be the biggest fan of, you'd also be able to try them out. Um, True. It's just... To me, I I probably wouldn't buy any of these games unless they're really cheap. Um, and the thing is, Ubisoft <laughs> also has a lot of sales. I was looking through some of these games in the in the subscription, and a lot of these games are sold for like five dollars to ten dollars. I mean, all the time. Ubisoft is always running sales. Oh yeah. So the thing is, there the reason it's fourteen ninety nine is they are trying to sell the new games that is being added to it. Um, if they did not do that business model, if they did not put new games into it, I could see it being about 10 to $8 maybe. Um, because some of these older titles, they, they're kind of like throwing them away online. Um, because they're just so massive. They have so many games and that's the attraction to the service is it's got so much, but, um, I wonder if they're trying to get it out in time to launch with Stadia. Cause it feels like, that would be the thing that would benefit the most 
it feels like a good companion to Stadia because Stadia is trying to market itself as if you don't have a system to run these high graphic output demanding games, you can just stream them on the, a different system and then you just throw it on your TV. And Ubisoft has got some big titles that have some really graphical punch to them. And uh, this feels like something that would be a flagship launch with Stadia, you know? Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, I, I'm not that interested in it, but it, it is a cool idea. Ubisoft is completely capable of having this service, just like EA. And it makes you think who else could do it, you know? Yeah. Maybe Warner Brothers, maybe? I don't know. They don't have nearly as many as EA and Ubisoft. Hmm. You know, there's not many other people that could even try to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just ran with that whole subject. Oh, you're good, dude. You're good. Uh, so next thing that I want to talk about, man. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> you're good, man. Um, Doom. Uh, you know, talk about cross merchandising and stuff. Doom is getting its own bone vodka. Uh, one of the cool things that I saw in one of the stories is that it's made with real bones from hell and it says okay that part's not real so this it's so, this <laughs> sounds like the uh the skull vodka the one that's in the skull that's supposed to be designed to look yes. the exact dimensions of a skull the well th this actually just looks like a <laughs> good looking nice well-made bottle um it's got a nice label on it of course though it does represent the doom brand and uh so yeah, they've uh, made this bone vodka. It's made by uh, uh, it's made so. by Rebel Distillers. Uh, it costs. It's in the UK, so right now it says it's uh, forty five British pounds, but that comes out probably to about fifty six forty in US. I may be wrong, uh, but uh, so yeah, forty five pounds, um, and uh, so it's about fifty six bucks a bottle. Like I said, it looks like it's about uh, uh, seventy proof, eighty proof. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, actually it's 88 proof. And, uh, they said that it has a, uh, 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 umami and buttery feel. I'm looking at a quote here that finishes smoky and peppery. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, it's made from beef bones. It says that it is. Uh, describes the drink as the world's first vodka using bones sourced from world famous butchers, the ginger pig. What? <laughs> Vodkas yeah. are so fucking weird. <laughs> and the <laughs> like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who, who's uh, a world fame? Is it world famous butcher? Is that what it said? Yeah, world famous butchers called the Ginger Pig. They're a butcher company. I believe they're out of the UK. I mean, I. It's about fifty five bucks. You, can you be a famous butcher? Is that a thing? <laughs> I suppose. I mean. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look it up. You know, the Ginger <laughs> Pig. Old, what do you want to be when you grow up? A world famous butcher. Okay. They're in Yorkshire. Yeah, I was just looking up the ginger pig. 
And so, yeah, there is oh, okay. a food truck that is a Oriental food truck that's named that, but also there is a farm, farm out of Yorkshire that are a bunch of uh, farmers and uh, uh, detailed uh, uh, farmers and butchers that work together. Um, but yeah, this isn't the first time they did this. They tried to do it. Um, uh, Bethesda, you know, tried to do it with uh, Fallout 76 and uh, <laughs> with their uh, Nuka Dark Rum. It wasn't very good. I mean, it didn't get a lot of good uh, compliments as far as when people drank it. And it wasn't that much better when it was mixed. So uh, a lot of people were worried about this. But from what I've heard from the people that are, you know, read from the people that have actually drank it, they said that it's actually very good vodka. It's not bad at all. Um, and uh, it's kind of <laughs> weird. I want to find out a little bit more that it's actually being made by uh you know the bones of some animals that would just be really really uh crazy but yeah uh it looks like there, it might be good there's the there's the dan Aykroyd vodka the one that's in the skull um and his i think he claims something like they they filter it through diamonds or something <laughs> is oh, what they weird. are i think it's diamond filtered vodka and it's like the the biggest it's the most ridiculous flex you can kind of put on a vodka. It's like we we just filter it through diamonds. <laughs> I don't know what's up with vodkas being so damn weird. So I don't know if they're saying they're filtering it with bones or if just the lid is a bone or if, I don't know, I don't there's know, bone granules in the vodka. I don't know. I don't know. It says the Maybe. world the world first vodka using bones sourced from world famous butchers the ginger pig <laughs> and then it says if hell created vodka below that I, I don't understand maybe they throw it into the filter i don't know uh yeah i don't know <laughs> um but we'll find out a little bit more about that as it comes out and i've already signed up for the uh information so once it is able to be shipped to the u.s i will be getting some of that and give you an update at that time Sounds good. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I do have a little bit more news. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 had a little bit of a, uh, it was kind of just on Twitter. Uh, people started asking questions to the developers about if it was third person or first person, because there seemed to be inconsistencies with what was being talked about. A lot of people were hoping it was going to be a third person game just like the witcher which is another game that the studio made yeah and um no they've basically confirmed that it's going to be first person so it's kind of disappointing there's way too many first person games but yes a lot of people are hoping that maybe they can use it to the its, its advantage and actually create new experiences that we haven't seen in first person games before that Um, would be cool you could just be positive about it, but I mean, it's really disappointing. I really wish it was third person. A lot of people on Twitter are pointing out the fact that the game is advertising that you can customize your character and stuff, but what's the point if you can't see them? Yeah, it's only other people can see it. So what does that matter? Yeah, and a lot of people You're are customizing saying customizing it for other people. Yeah, and the developer said something like you would see – um, accurate depictions of your body when you would be in front of mirrors and reflective surface um, surfaces and stuff. But it's like, it's just not the same. Like, yeah, why would I cares? care about customizing? I'm not going to stand in front of a mirror all day. If you're not, not going to stand in front of a mirror. Yeah. 
Um, so that's just a bit of sad news. Um, it's not released yet. They could change it, but, um, it really was hinting at third person. We saw a bunch of cinematics. Um, but, uh, it's disappointing that it's not like over the shoulder, uh, third person. That would have been really cool. That would have been cool. Like the action cam. Yeah. Yes. Basically like gears or something. It would have been really cool. But, um, uh, Oh, okay, this last piece of this isn't really news, but uh, this last piece of just random information is the PlayStation UK Twitter, which is an official PlayStation Twitter, tweeted out about the correct name of the X button. <laughs> and they claimed that the correct name for the X button was called Cross, which is ridiculous. I don't think anyone has ever called it a cross. On the Xbox? No, on the PlayStation. Oh. So it's so when you think about the um buttons on the right hand, it would be triangle, circle, square, and X. And <laughs> they're claiming that it's a cross. And now the argument that they have for it is that none of the other ones are letters. We don't call the circle an O. We they're call shapes. it circle. Yeah. Yeah. So the X would be a cross. Now, I've never referred to a cross as a cross if it's set like that. It's not shaped like a cross because it's exactly in the orientation of an X where it's crossing in the middle with four corners being made rather than like a cross where they would be going left, right, up, down, you know. Um, So like... (laughs) I get that argument that <laughs> that is not a sh- that's not a letter that it's a shape, but um, when they invented those buttons, they were inventing them to be recognizable shapes, and I think the X is a recognizable shape, even though yes. it's a letter. Yeah. When you say like X marks the spot, people don't put an X to bury treasure to say. There's something underneath the ground that starts with the letter X. Use the X because it's a symbol. <laughs> yes. So an X is also a symbol, and that's what makes so. And that's what they can be sense. called too. The buttons can be called symbols instead of shapes. Yeah, they're symbols, and they're supposed to be really recognizable symbols. So it's a it's a freaking X. It's not <laughs> it's not a cross, but um. So yeah, it's circle oh, and X. It's not O and X. So I wonder uh, how long until we see this in Congress. I don't know. Is it, what's so funny is it's not even the official <laughs> PlayStation Twitter. It's the official UK PlayStation yeah. Twitter. So yeah. maybe it's just the the UK people that think that an X is a cross. Yeah. I don't know. Ask ask someone that's British. Maybe they'll tell you that. I could ask. Sora. They call yeah. Maybe they um, refer to any time two lines cross as a cross. I don't know. <laughs> what do you call I mean, two I just, diagonal I lines that bisect in the middle? Yeah, and I'm not gonna. I, it's just I would never call that across. I, if I was like, if I was like um, trying to level something on a wall or something, and I need to mark where the ends of a distance was, I'd say draw an X there or put an X there. I wouldn't yeah. say put a cross there. It's so dumb. Yeah. I, but maybe that's <laughs> just a Western thing. Maybe we just say X. Maybe. In the UK, you say cross. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. 
Okay, so that wasn't important news. I just thought it was really funny that no, it is funny, that, dude. It's just really old. Like we're talking about 1995 when those symbols were created, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they were created to be super recognizable so that they could market it, and uh, they effectively did that. They're the only company that has that that has buttons on the right the right hand that are not letters that you immediately know what it represents you know it's really good marketing yeah (laughs) but it's it's an x you know i agree it's a it's a fucking x i agree but that's all i have um i know you had like a few more things to talk about yeah i got a couple of things actually i'm gonna end with some uh wow world of warcraft stuff uh everybody knows that classic is out uh classic is back and i've been having a little bit of fun with that i know a couple of other people that have been playing it and uh you know i was uh last week i was talking about how they did not even have nowhere near enough servers um and they were all full like instantly So they've been, you know, building more servers, but there's been a thing going on with another cheat that's been happening in WoW Classic. And the reason why is this, when Blizzard made all these servers, uh, they had to do a thing called uh, layering. And layering is um, where on the same server, there's different layers of that server. And what that's done is to uh, combat overcrowding. Um, uh, Basically, it's, it's multiple copies of the same world. Um, So they split that server into several different layers. That way all those people are able to get onto that server and they don't have to just create a whole nother server for it. So um, they did this. And basically what people are doing now is called layer switching or hopping. And uh, they are, uh, there's been a lot of complaints, people saying that they're farming like high end, stuff and there's been screenshots of because they're using the same bank even though they're switching for these different layers or levels in the same realm or in the same server uh, they're able to use the same bank so these people are are just Mm. staying in one spot where all these mobs are that might be able to give them a bunch of rare items they're killing all the mobs looting it and then switching to the next layer killing all the mobs looting it switching to the next layer so (laughs) in a matter of a few hours they can farm what would take them normally, you know, months to, to farm all this stuff. And so there's been pictures and screenshots of uh, uh, different people have uh, submitted to blizzard showing um, that these people have been uh, uh, stacking up all this rare stuff and rare uh, items that people are going to buy on the auction house. So, you know, people are worried that it's going to um, uh, ruin the economy in the game mm-hmm. and uh all you know basically a bunch of people that are screaming and crying about it so basically blizzard is saying that it's really not that big of an issue but we're doing something about it because it's an issue um right. so they're saying that once the uh server populations thin out and characters are spreading out over the levels and whatnot that overcrowding should become less of an issue but the fact that people are doing it now, it's it's going to end up ruining, like they said, the economy and everything else. So um, they're trying to prevent it from happening, but they're leaving it alone right now because in that patch, it was one of the normal things that was going on in order to prevent, like I said, overcrowding. <laughs> um, and even though they said 
that it a- is not an issue and that some of the stories are wildly inaccurate, they have come out and said, quote, additional controls to further restrain layering from being exploitable. So if it's not an exploit, why are they using that language? You know what I mean? So <laughs> basically the bottom line is they just need to they just need to fix it. Make sure that people aren't running around with bankfuls of, you know, black lotus and thorium. And, you know, that they're gonna be selling all these things at these huge inflated prices and just ruining all this stuff. So hopefully they'll be able to to get that taken care of here shortly. Does that have anything to do with those hacks they had over the weekend? No, actually, that's another thing. Um, and some people do think that the layering problem is what was making all these DDoS attacks happen. Um, it's the same thing that used to happen back in the day. Uh, DDoS attacks were a commonplace thing that happened in uh, World of Warcraft vanilla like all the time. Um People were hacking in and and doing some crazy crap to your characters, doing doing crazy crap to the realm, um, all this stuff. But there's a, a bunch of hackers out there, UK drillas, that have claimed credit for all these uh, attacks. Um, and actually, it was actually um, tweeting tweeting out uh, warnings 30 minutes before the attack. Um, but their Twitter account's been suspended. All their tweets have been deleted. And there's been no actual confirmation that they were the ones doing it, but they did come out and say UK drillers came out and said that they're the ones that have been doing it. Um, it was affecting some of the online services. It was affecting some people being able to uh, uh, get logged in right away so that they were having some pretty severe login issues uh, just to say that they could do it just to be able to just say to flex. Oh, yeah. Basically, a lot of these guys that go in and, and hack WoW, a lot of the times that they do this stuff is basically just to show off that they can do it. They There's really no point to it. They're, they're not um, standing up for anything. They're not trying to make any kind of a statement. They're just doing it because they're a bunch of punks that, you know, just want some sort of kicks. <laughs> so they're just you know? trying to get a job with the CIA, probably. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, I mean, they even say that back in the day, I don't know if you ever heard about this, but it was when uh, Wrath of the Lich King was getting ready to come out and mm-hmm. uh, they had the un, the um, uh, the Death Knights that were just starting to come through. And um, I remember logging on and I was like, what in the hell is going on? Because I just, I was in Orgrimmar and it's just all these bodies everywhere and everybody was dead. Everyone was dead. The auction house people, the NPCs, people logging on that had logged on before me. And what had happened is, and a lot of people said it was because somebody had um, uh, put in a, uh, you know, had done some sort of an attack and it caused one, the Ebon Plague to actually, uh, or Ebon Fever, I mean, or something like that, to actually just attack everything every npc everyone and everybody died and then you died because you caught it and it was not a uh long-term sickness it was like instantaneous death once you had it and you just dropped right there and you died well um this thing was so severe and it it spread over azeroth so quickly over the entire world josiah it was crazy that the cdc actually (laughs) studied this to study how a disease would 
would like a, a pandemic would happen. Yeah. Yeah, dude. The CDC actually studied it because what happened is there was one particular character from my understanding and they ran through uh, the city and everybody they ran by got it. And then it just spread. It was like this weird digital airborne disease, man. But um, yeah. Only so blizzard. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to the DDoS thing. Uh, so the servers are back up. That was as of five hours ago. Um, they were still having issues. Uh, it was happening yesterday at 3 p.m. Um, uh, and I just was- want to say that it's funny how you described that story. It was like you like sat down someone to tell them an old story about this great tragedy that once occurred in the world, <laughs> but it's, it's freaking world of Warcraft, but it was crazy, like, dude. When, if you would have seen it, if you would have seen it, when I logged in and all these people were dead, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I said, I didn't know there was this kind of an update happening. What just happened? And it was before the, uh, it was before one of the main things because the Lich King had already dropped, um, that, that expansion, but it was right before, uh, some sort of a patch that came out or something, but maybe it was because of the Eben, the Eben plague was supposed to happen, but uh, Ebon like plague a, or whatever. It's like a creepy pasta intro. It's like you it log into your game and there's a patch that just kills everyone. You're like, what? Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But literally the uh, CDC actually studied it to study how a disease would, uh, you know, uh, uh, t- like a huge killer like that would just spread so quickly. Yeah. But I mean, you can, you can look it up and there's pictures, dude, of it's just, it looks like, (laughs) it looks like a freaking genocide, man. It just, it's insane. (laughs) It's insane. Cause like huge servers full of people, dude, just all of a sudden everybody's dead. (laughs) So many tears across the country. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, this this did um, it actually affected some people that we know when this DDoS attacks happened because uh, I ended up getting a text messages from Killshot uh, telling me that hey you know you were gonna get on with me and play but you might as well just wait because there's some DDoS attacks happening and uh, nobody can get in. Yeah, and, I heard yeah, him talking about it. It was nuts, man. It was nuts. But uh, so yeah, it's just another thing that these uh, that these people do, man. They they get in there and they try to act stupid and. You know, see what they can do. I guess, it, you know, like you said, they flex. <laughs> it's going to keep happening to the classic servers anyway until they can put in something, you know, that's kind of like how the new World of Warcraft system is, where it's a little bit harder to get into that. But they may not be able to because of the way uh, they could only go to a certain level on the patch because they, they dropped it back to uh, patch 1.12. And... Wow. um they don't have the, you know, the security, I guess, that they used to, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me at the same time, because you would think they'd be able to implement that in, even though it is older code. I don't know. They'll have to figure it out. It's not my job. My job's just to play. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess that's a good summation for today's episode, because that gives us a good moral of, you know, teenagers will be teenagers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. If a teenager can flex... A teenager will flex. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I say, uh, screw spare in the rod. Get that some bitch out and beat them. Beat them with it. Let them know they can't do this shit no more. <laughs> I, I don't understand what you're saying right now. <laughs> you know, that whole spare the rod, spoil the child thing. Oh, oh. I say, fuck spare that. The rod. 
get the rod out and beat the hell out of them with it. These kids are acting crazy <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> okay, so once again, thanks for um, listening as always. Hey, and I always forget to talk about this. Uh, we have a merch store. Find yes. me up. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page. There's a link. If you click the shop now button, yep. it'll take you to our Etsy page. And we have uh, pillows, uh, shorts, shirts, um, mugs. We also have a shirt that um, I got a friend of mine to design. And it uh, shows the two of us. And it says Gamer Boy Bathwater. I recommend that shirt, of, by the way. <laughs> in honor of Belle Delphine, if you know about that whole thing um (laughs) so yeah uh, thanks for um listening that's the biggest thing that you can do for us is just listen to the podcast i don't absolutely buy merch the merch is just there if you want to wear some swag of some stupid guys that play video games badly (laughs) (laughs) okay stupid guy i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shoot you down like that that's okay shoot me me down bro okay two idiots one a little bit more than another and uh (laughs) how they suck at video games pretty much catch y'all next week all right we'll see ya If a teenager can flex, a teenager will flex.